a 36 save shutout for Arizona Coyotes goaltender Karel Ray Melka as Arizona takes a four to nothing win over the Carolina Hurricanes. We're going to break this game down. How did Arizona come away with this win? Plus, more news on today's episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Robin Leonio. That's Carl Pavlock right beside me. On today's episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast, I want to thank everyone for making this show your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube. We got a great show for you guys in today's episode. It's a recap. Arizona Coyotes with a 4 to nothing win over the Carolina Hurricanes. Carl. This game was not expected. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Uh, I think I called for it being a 4-2 loss to the Coyotes. Uh, you said it was going to be over the six game, like... Uh, the six goal, you know, yeah. Yeah, and yet the Coyotes completely shut out the Carolina Hurricanes, get a 4-0 victory. <laughs> Which also featured the dumbest period I have seen in hockey in like recent history. Oh, that first period was uh, something else. The all right, if, listeners, if you have not watched the game, the Coyotes were outshot fourteen to one in the first period, and they led the period for most of it one zero. Yeah, because was, Nick Schmaltz got the first goal one minute in. Yes. <laughs> one minute, six seconds to be perfectly exact. But yeah, just an absolute like early goal by the Coyotes who just fell into a shell or better yet, like got three immediate penalties, but somehow survived that first period. Yeah, they survived that first period. And not only that, is second and third period, they came out hustling. Yeah. The second and third period were key. Uh, one of the things I noted um, in my preview on Fiverr Howling that we didn't talk about is the Carolina Hurricanes have an atrocious power play. Like, they are third worst in the league, I think, ahead of, like, the Columbus Blue Jackets and another terrible team. Like, so maybe we should have expected, like, this to be, like, a good counter for the Coyotes. Just, like, one of those dumb matchups that they do really well against. But I don't know. It was just weirdest game of hockey I've ever seen. Absolutely. I'm going to go ahead um, real quick and actually bring up the, uh, the our stats graphic. We put I, put I put it up on our uh, on our Twitter profile, but I put it up on here for for you viewers on YouTube to see if you don't follow us on Twitter. Um, I mean, just take a look at this. I mean, like Carl, you mentioned 
the 14 to one start and look what it finished. It ended up being, you know, 36 to 26 in favor of, of the uh, hurricanes and shots. Like it's crazy though, how like the coyotes can start really bad and then end up finishing moderately bad. Yeah, it's 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 really interesting to see that. But and you look at the power play too, right? No one had any good power play opportunities. Um, you talked about how Carolina has an atrociously bad uh, power play, but you know the Coyotes usually ha- like have a pretty good power play. They're usually some at least relatively effective, and they didn't get anything on this on this one. So, to wait. Uh, to be fair, though, Lawson Krause's goal, uh, his first eighth of the season was scored like right as the Carolina player was exiting the box. So two yes, like, that is true. Um yeah. unfortunately it does not count in favor of the power play unit. Um but unofficial stats. But yes, you are yeah. right. Unofficially like and like it, it it's one of those things where you wish it could be like a power play plus 30 seconds stat. Like or power play plus cap the zone stat, like being there. Because that is key. Like if you can have like good momentum on a power play, finish strong, and even as the player's getting out of the box, like you get a goal, like that should be counted for. Absolutely. In some plus, way. Plus also the expected goals. Um five on five expected goals on here too, as well, is different. Take a look at it. It was two to one point four three three in favor of uh, of Carolina. And that's just five on five. Expected goals were a lot more weighted head in favor of, of Carolina, um, which really tells you something of the kind of effort that we saw from from Karel Vemelka tonight. Yeah. A lot of effort from Karel Vemelka, a lot of effort from the team in front of him who, like, uh, I think the first period they said it was the most shots the Coyotes have blocked in a period. Mm-hmm. Like it was insanely high. Uh, like Stetcher took two really big like hits to his body with a puck to like keep it a one zero game at the time. Like this was a fully engaged team taking it to the Carolina Hurricanes in a not perfect way, but you know, in a way that won. I'll even add more too. Is you know going into the second intermission, the Bally Sports Arizona TV crew was promising the uh, the watchers that they were going to get Jacob Chikrin. But if you watch Jacob Chikrin um, on the ice, he took a lot of. He also was another player who took a lot of blocks. Um, yeah. And because of that, instead of going to the interview, he went to like you know to get. Uh, I don't know what the term the the official term is, but like you know. Get to the trainer. Make sure he's, not, you know, make sure you got get a little a couple, iced up. Make a couple little, get some ice packs. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I am uh, 32, and my knee hurts just walking down the stairs sometimes. So <laughs> I can only imagine what it is to take multiple pucks. Uh, you mentioned Jacob Chikrin. He had one, uh, one black shot. Uh, which is p- maybe a little bit of an es- underestimate because it seemed like he took way more. Eight shots on goal. 
by the end of the game. Yeah, that I is maybe ridiculous. he had one block shot, but he had probably a lot more just like in the lane passes were blocked. Yeah. Either way, like the Coyotes, like punished themselves to make sure that Vimelka got the shutout for this one. It was great to see. It was a very big like team effort where players are like, look, we're not scoring right now. We're not getting offensive zone time right now. Let's just throw our bodies in front of the net. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're breaking down this game. Arizona Coyotes takes the 4 nothing win over the Carolina Hurricanes. We're going to continue to do all that and, and more on this episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. But first, we're going to take, take a quick word. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. It's where you can get your latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports to hockey, we've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find all of those on BetOnline as well. (laughs) We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting information. Head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. It's why we always use BetOnline for our game previews. BetOnline, where the game starts. So let's go ahead and talk about more about this game. Arizona, once again, 4 nothing win. Uh, I'm going to, you know, I'm glad to see Nick Schmaltz get a goal out there. Yeah. You know, he got the first goal, right? And, you know, to see him kind of like, you know, looking pretty good out there. And it's just, what, second game back. Um, so not only that, but also... Lawson Krause and the effort he's getting, right? Lawson Krause now has the team high, what, eight, eight nine goals, right? Because that is empty, you got to get empty netter. Yeah, nine goals for Lawson Krause. Uh, his third empty netter, kind of like the king for that situation, which, I mean, I, I some people may like undercount empty net goals, but you honestly should not. If your coach is putting you on the ice for that, that is a very like, important like statement about what you are as a player. Kraus has been great. Uh Schmaltz I thought looked great. I thought he was like really gelling well with Keller last game. Like they couldn't connect for anything, but both of them like had really good chances. So it was nice to see him get rewarded. Absolutely. Like it's it's good to see those players. Um and of course, I'm just naming those, you know, you know, those few. But I also, you know, taking a look back at the graphic here, right? You cannot forget the fact that Nick Bukestad also got a goal. Oh, yeah. So, Nick Bukestad, like third goal in two games. He had one before this. What is going on with him? Uh, and a little peek behind the cor- curtain for everyone. Uh, I believe I messaged you about this. Like someone like I asked on Twitter, I'm like, no one's talked to me about Nick Bukestad. Like, is anyone like know him as a household name? And then he goes and gets like four, three goals in two games. <laughs> Just what's make me look bad. 
you know what it is, Carl, too? Might be. Might be he got the fuel from the dad's trip. Ah. Did you see that Carol Vamalka's dad got to see him play in North America for the first time? Like I did see that. You gotta love you gotta love stuff like that. You gotta love the dad's trip. I mean the dad's trip, mom's trip, you know, stuff like that. Like those are always really fun. Yeah. One of the good things I will note about the coyotes this year, um, is they seem to be very happy to get the players' families involved. Mm-hmm. Like we saw that last season with Kessel, like going for the birth of their of his child. Um, and we're seeing this like with the dad's trip. Like the fact that it's two games, like normally those like trips, they're like one, but like I guess the guys were like, hey, you're on the road a lot. Let's bring the dads on the road. Like make it a like a thing. And I love that, especially because there is a lot of younger players and a lot of like sunsetting players, like get the families involved. That's always good, especially like it's going to be Thanksgiving tomorrow for our American yeah. listeners. So, yeah, include them. Yeah. Plus, I think there was another thing, too, in which like I was, uh, you know, watching back to the Bally Sports broadcast. I forgot, you know which dad was asked this i think it was um i think it was boyd's dad if i'm not mistaken that was pretty much saying like yeah you know hadn't seen you know you know he hadn't seen his kid and you know since like august right and like so like he, he was glad he was able to get that opportunity yeah yeah uh i think like I mean, especially if you're a professional athlete, you're living in one spot for like a lot of the year. You're living in another for a significant part too. That's something that people in Arizona can really relate to. Like it's a state that gets a lot of snowbirds. Mm, yep. like most people kind of know what that situation is like. They may know people who do that. And it does kind of like, follow the hockey season to a lot of ways. And, you know, when you know people who do that, that is like a very like nuanced thing. It's good and bad that you're away from your family for a lot because, you know, you're doing something you like, but you're also not with the people that you love. Exactly. And, you know, and and that's why I'm glad Arizona is doing something like this, right? Like you, like you said it, you know, allowing the families to get involved, um, which is why, like, you know, I want to see more, more things like, you know, dad's trip, mom's trip is great, but I want to see just more in general families getting involved. We'll see what we can, like, what, what, what they do with that. But, you know, I mean, we have discussed a siblings trip. That would be fun. It would be. Yeah. The, the problem is like, a large majority of hockey players have a mom and dad. I don't want to say all because for a variety of reasons, that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily all of them have uh, brothers and sisters and siblings. Uh, there is, you know, hockey is a very expensive sport. So I can see like a lot of only children potentially getting into it at the early stages. So it, it may not be as special, but I think it'd be special in a very different way. Like, could you imagine, like, last season, Amanda Kessel, like, shows up at a bunch of Phil Kessel games? That would be amazing. I would pay for that extra content. 
So sibling ship is its own kind of fun chaos. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, but other than that, though, you know, I think, you know, I'm just glad to be able to see something like that. And uh, who knows? Maybe it would maybe this dad ship was was in fact that thing that helped Beak's dad get those uh, <laughs> get this, uh, you know, week that he had. I I joked on Twitter that we need to like crowdfund like to have Nick Bugstad's dad be like the Grateful Dead deadheads and just follow the team around for the rest of the road trip at least. Uh, maybe even the rest of the season. I don't know what he's got going on. Uh, he may be doing something important. But if not, just follow his son around and watch hockey games. It's like, don't you worry about anything else. Just stick yeah. around with us. We got you. <laughs> I'm sorry you're a world-famous pediatric heart surgeon. We need you to watch these games. And every game, Bukestad just gets another goal or another, like, you know, multi-point game or just watch, like, you know, end the road trip with with the hat trick. Nick Bukestad wins the Rocket Richard. The Coyotes still drive first overall. Oh, my God. I love it. I love it. Anyways, though, any final thoughts you want to give up about this game before we move on to our uh, next bit? Uh, th- this was the dumbest game of hockey I've ever watched in my life, and I mean that in the best way. Like, uh, if you love dumb things like media, uh, I'm just now finishing rereading John Dies at the End, which is a very dumb horror movie or a horror book. Uh, and it's just got me in this mood. It's like, oh, it's fun because it makes no sense. And you would never predict it to happen because it's just so dumb. Like, that's why I love this game. Dumb. Oh, yeah. You absolutely got to love those uh, absolutely dumb. Like, not the, <laughs> the dumbness of hockey, right? It hockey is, is the dumbest sport. Like, it's dumber than like chess boxing where you play chess and then punch each other in the face. Like that is, uh, it's beautiful. I love it. Yeah. I mean, like we, we, we wouldn't be doing this if we didn't love it, but anyways, though, once again, Arizona Coyotes take the four nothing win over the Carolina hurricanes behind a 36 save shutout from Carell. They Melka. We're going to uh, get 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 to some other news, though. We do have to talk about uh, some Coyotes roster news because Connor Timmons was on his way out, uh, is on his way out from the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, he has been traded. We're going to get to that bit, break that one down. Just a moment. I do want to uh, want to thank everyone once again for making Locked On Coyotes your first listen today. From your second listen, be sure to check out Locked On Sports today from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes. Local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today is available on this app, on YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. But let's go ahead and go back here on Locked On Coyotes and uh, talk about Connor Timmons, Carl, because he has been traded away from the Arizona Coyotes to the Toronto Maple Leafs 
and you have the trade details, which is a really interesting trade details, but let's get to it. So, yep. Uh, Connor Timmons was traded to the Maple Leafs for Curtis Douglas. Uh, Curtis Douglas is a player who was signed by the Maple Leafs uh, this past March. Um, signed to a you know, pretty standard two-year ELC deal. Uh, he's going to be making 80K in the AHL. With the Marlies, he has played 80 games, has 13 goals, 22 assists. Uh, not the best player. I think he kind of projects to be no. a third-line AHL player. Yeah. Uh, the thing with this trade is the Coyotes were thinking they were going to have to waive Connor Timmons. So they decided to trade him and get something versus lose him for nothing. Exactly. And, you know, that's the kind of thing that you have to consider if you know when you're, when you're the Arizona the Coyotes, when you're a team like them, is what to do with, you know, with a player like Connor Timmons. And it's, it's been, it sucks because we a lot, a lot of us had a lot of hope, high hopes for Connor Timmons thinking he'd play well and everything like that. But, you, you know, when the kid is so injury-prone, he doesn't show anything. He's still got the potential, but you, the Coyotes still need to field a team. And, you know, as well, not just the, you know, the Coyotes, but also the Roadrunners. And they couldn't send Timmons down because of, you know, those waiver rules. And like you said, they didn't want to loot, just completely lose out. So they had to find a deal. They had to find something. So, yeah, you're getting a lifetime AHLer off of this, but it works, right? You're getting a player that's actually going to skate. I mean, I think we kind of called this during the offseason. Like, at one point, like, just before preseason, um, we were talking about what the Coyotes had on defense. And let me just kind of, like, break down the Coyotes players right now. Uh, they have Jacob Chikrin. Shane Gossespair, Patrick Nemeth, uh, Yusei Valmaki, Josh Brown, Troy Stetcher, Dyson Mayo, J.J. Mosher. They have eight defensemen right now. Uh, Valmaki was a late add, but they had seven defensemen before. And that was when Connor Timmons was on LTIR still. So... We questioned where he was going to fit in before the season even started. And that's because we forgot about him, right? Because, like, you know, we were looking like, oh, what the defense is going to look like. And then we were looking like, oh, yeah, you know what? There's this. It's like, oh, wait, Connor Timmons still exists. Yeah. How are we going to fit that? The the problem is, like, Timmons is still young enough that he needs games, he needs consistent ice time, but the Coyotes can't, like, they don't have that. They don't have that space. Like I was thinking about like this roster and the one player you'd want to wave is what Dyson Mayo. Uh, yeah, you can afford the wave Dyson Mayo. And Dyson Mayo has largely been the seventh defenseman literally because the coyotes have been doing 11 forwards and seven defensemen. So like, is Connor Timmons going to benefit from being the seventh defenseman? No, that's not how you develop a player. Like this was kind of a problem, like before the season even started. And 
I think it it's probably going to chalk up to be one of the rare losses for Bill Armstrong, at least in these early years. Um, yeah. And those may start to pile up. I think those are starting to pile up, to be honest, but this is kind of the first. Like, I don't think you need to acquire Brown, I mean, let's Stetcher, re- and Nemeth. Yeah, I mean, let's remember what Timmons was, right? I mean, he was added as that, you know, potential future like a future good defenseman um yeah we didn't really know highly touted yeah highly you know you know all that um but the interesting thing is i don't think he was really the key piece of that deal like i mean he was an important piece of that of, of the trade that he was involved with that was i believe uh timmons and a first rounder for uh and a conditional third if Kemper what plays a majority of the cup final games and they win the cup, which yeah. yeah. Um, so, so yeah, Tim's definitely like kind of a throw in for that, but still like, I, I think he was like one of those, he could have been something like there was potential been. there. Yeah. And I think the way it was managed was, was wasn't great. I think, you know, that if you look you know, Five years from now, we look at, you know, I, I, I take a look at the media guide that I get from, you know, every year from, from um, as a member of the Coyotes media. And I see this big book and I look at players and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. Connor Timmons. I forgot about that, dude. Uh, or it's going to be, oh, Connor Timmons. The Coyotes gave up on him way too early. Yeah. Uh, um. Or, I mean, in the sense, like, oh, yeah, I forgot he was a coyote. Oh, you're going to you're gonna forget that? I, that is going to burn me up for the rest of my life. Like, uh, it's the same with, like, Kevin Ball. Like, just a player who the coyotes trade away in the Taylor Hall trade who has, a, like, a potential to be a big part. He's on the Jersey Devils right now. Uh, I don't think he's getting too many games but like that's a winning team if right. you can get in on that like that could potentially make your career so i am going to probably remember connor timmons for the rest of my life yeah yeah that's fair that is yeah. fair um anything uh, else you'd like to yeah we have to bring up the fact that uh this is a bit of a meme but kyle dubas got another sue saint marie Greyhounds player, Connor Timmons. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, my favorite thing is the fact that people have realized that he just loves that junior team that he was a part of. Uh, and I, I respect a lot of Kyle Dubas. Like, I think he does like well with the Devils. Uh, but that is a interesting quirk. And I love the fact that the opposite of Bill Armstrong getting a tall guy who is 6'9", nice, uh, is also fun. Imagine if, like, think about this. Like, imagine if, like, an NHL GM, you know, let's say it's the GM of the Oilers because, you know, Connor McDavid is on that team, so we'll assume that. It's like, hey, you know what? Let's go ahead and try to get um, Alex to bring it to and this play. Like every player on the, from, like, you know, just try to bring as much from the 2015 uh, Erie Otters team. And like, 
you'd think that dude's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Uh you 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 would be like, oh, okay. I guess you have a, a familiarity. Uh I uh I I'm I'm glad that Bill Armstrong is not very focused on a team. Uh, I also want to bring up the fact that, like, just uh, it's great that the Coyotes got veggie. Like, another shutout for a guy who's in the Czech Second League. Just insane. Yeah, and I saw the tweet that you wanted. You want, like, you want to get a uh, <laughs> one of Veggie's old jerseys from Europe. Absolutely, it's going to be covered in ads. I do not understand. Uh, I want it so much. I love it. I love it. <coughs> Any final thoughts you want to share before we close things off? Uh, I'm pretty sure I gave two, so I I think I'm good. Uh, yeah, it's it's been a fun night. It has been a fun night. But once again, Arizona takes the four nothing win over the Carolina Hurricanes. Their next game will be set for Friday as they take on the Detroit Red Wings. We're going to, you know, try to see if we can get a preview for that game. But, uh, you know, it's also Thanksgiving. So we want to make sure everyone enjoys their holiday. But anyway, it's going to be it for today's episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. If you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review. Like, comment, subscribe if you have yet to already. We're available everywhere you get your podcast, including on YouTube. Don't forget to interact with us on social media from Facebook, facebook.com slash LockedOnCoyotes, on Instagram at LockedOnCoyotes, and on Twitter at LO underscore Coyotes. I am personally at Robin underscore Leonio. Carl Pavlock is at Carl Pavlock FFH. Interact with us, ask a question that you might have, we might answer right back or on a future episode of the Locked On Coyote Podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you're staying safe out there. Hope you're staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on. Ah!